Do you have that one friend filled with that random and seemingly unending amount of useless knowledge? Well, I am that friend, and if I don't know the answer to something, I'll certainly be looking it up. I love to learn, research, and share my findings, so I thought, why not share it all with a bunch of strangers on the internet? And, you know, maybe enjoy a drink or two while we're at it. Welcome to I'm Already Looking It Up. Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Already Looking It Up, the podcast where I just talk about random things that pop into my head as what I that I think would be interesting topics and that not a lot of people know about. So uh, today I was really excited to see the date um, in which I decided to return to the podcast and uh, I was excited to see that it was Groundhog Day because Groundhog Day is one of those uh, interesting things that I just, I don't really know as much about it as I do other holidays. So I thought it would be fun to sort of explore the history and then maybe talk about some famous groundhogs. So here we go. Um, so this first article that I'm using for a source, uh, is from history.com, which, um, historically haha, has not been the most like reliable in terms of sources uh but this article i feel like is pretty well done and pretty well researched so i'm not gonna knock it and plus it's groundhog day so i don't know about you but to me i think oh man how much you know could there really be but there's like a lot more to it than you'd think it's very interesting um, so, the first official Groundhog Day celebration took place on February 2nd, 1887, in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. The annual ritual has roots in pre-Christian traditions and was brought to the United States by German immigrants. So, that's pretty common, and a lot of holidays, especially around this time of year, with it becoming fall and becoming spring um within the span of like six months then uh it's interesting that much of the holidays around this time are very um based in pagan or pre-christian traditions and uh because christmas is very much like that and the reason for that that i find very interesting um is the idea that the the christians when they were converting everyone or trying to convert everyone um they saw that the uh pagan religions and that is the wording this article uses uh did um they had these you know local local religious you know traditions that they all did and everything so christianity basically took it upon themselves and and they were like well you know you don't have to change your holidays you don't have to change your traditions you don't have to change your dates but if you want to convert to christianity you got to make it about christianity 
So, um, you know, that's why Christmas is based around the birth of Christ and all that. So I, I think that's very interesting, especially when you look at Christmas traditions, uh, like the tree and all that. Um, they're very, they, they are more pagan leaning than other traditions. So, uh, but yeah, that is a pretty normal thing is, uh, seeing pre-Christian traditions mixed in with that Christianity just a little bit. Um, so the beginning of spring and the can and Candlemas, uh, falling midway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, February 2nd is a significant day in several ancient and modern traditions. The Celts, for instance, celebrate it as Im Imbolc, a pagan festival marking the beginning of spring. As Christianity spread through Europe, the timing and themes of Imbolc coincided with Candlemas, a feast commemorating the presentation of Jesus at the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. 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 Yeah, Jerusalem. I got it. In certain parts of Europe, Christians believed that a sunny Candlemas meant another 40 days of cold and snow. Germans developed their own take on the legend, pronouncing the day sunny only if pronouncing the day sunny only if badgers and other small animals glimpsed their own shadows. When German immigrants settled Pennsylvania in the 18th and 19th centuries, they brought the custom with them, choosing the native groundhog as the annual forecaster. There you go. I find groundhogs to be interesting animals. I mean, I like, I love learning about animals in general. Um, I think they're fascinating and a little bit terrifying. And, but groundhogs are one of those animals, like, we don't really think about a lot, I feel like, except for, like, on Groundhog Day. But they are just, I mean, not just, but they are. Um, groundhogs are also woodchucks, so... I guess we think, I don't know. I think they're just an interesting burrowing animal, and they're cute. Uh, if anybody who listens knows the movie Caddyshack, uh, when I was a kid, we used to have a uh, little dancing um, groundhog, and he'd sing the, I'm all right, nobody worry about me. And... Um, we love that thing when we were like when me and my siblings were kids we were always playing it my parents would get so annoyed it was great i loved it uh so that's really the only like actual anything i know about groundhogs i didn't i don't know that they i mean i think they're interesting but i i think there's a lot of animals in the world that kind of fly under the radar so um i feel like groundhogs are one of them uh, let's see. The first Groundhog Day celebration in Punxsutawney was the brainchild of local newspaper editor Clymer Frias, who sold a group of businessmen and groundhog hunters, known collectively as the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, on the idea. The men trekked to a site called Gobbler's Knob, where the inaugural groundhog became the bearer of bad news when he saw his shadow. 
Nowadays, the yearly festivities in Punxsutawney are presided over by a band of local dignitaries known as the Inner Circle, which is great. It sounds like some Illuminati stuff for Groundhog Day, and that's amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, I lost my spot. Oh, there it is. Uh, the members of the Inner Circle wear top hats and conduct the official proceedings in the Pennsylvania Dutch dialect which supposedly means they are trying to speak to the groundhog in groundhoggies. Every every February 2nd, tens of thousands of spectators attend Groundhog Day events in Punxsutawney, a borough that's home to some 6,000 people. And it was immortalized in the 1993 film Groundhog Day, which I have seen vaguely. Um, which, uh, the film itself wasn't actually filmed in Punxsutawney. It was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. So there you go. Fun little fact for that movie. Uh, while sunny winter days are indeed associated with colder, drier air, we probably should trade, we probably shouldn't, shouldn't trade in our meteorologists for groundhogs just yet. Uh, studies by the National Climactic Data Center and the Canadian Weather Service have yielded a dismal success rate of around 50% for Punxsutawney Phil. Um, however, Staten Island Chuck, which is another famous groundhog who predicts the season, um, is reportedly accurate almost 80% of the time. That's cool. I like the fact that they went and did it. They went and did a study on how accurate the groundhogs are. That's so cute. It's such, it's so silly. I love it. I just love history, like, that, or, you know, things that, like, people get so concerned. Well, I don't know if people are concerned, but people just, like, really, like, are interested in learning, like, how, how you know, often is the groundhog accurate on Groundhog Day? Uh, for the last 30 years, residents of Vermilion, Ohio, have turned to a very different creature for their annual weather forecast. The woolly bear caterpillar, according to tradition, if the bugs more orange than black, if, ah, sorry, they are using, um, the woolly bear caterpillar, and, and their tradition is that if the bug has more orange than black coloring in autumn. Uh, the upcoming winter will be mild. So, all right, pretty different. Uh, more than 100,000 people attend the town's Woolly Bear Festival, held every fall since 1972. But Woolly Bear caterpillars aren't the only prognosticators either. While their bands may vary, or they aren't the best prognosticators, I'm sorry. Uh, while their bands may vary from year to year, researchers have found that the variation is due to last year's weather, not the upcoming winter. So there you go. Um, and then this article just has some little groundhog facts, which I think are very cute. Um, I they're just adorable. I mean, I wouldn't want one as a pet, but they, they're just cute. Um, so groundhogs are also known as woodchucks. 
um, and they belong to a group of large ground squirrels known as marmots. They grow up to 25 inches long and can live for 10 years in captivity, according to legend. Punxsutawney, uh, sorry, according to legend, Punxsutawney Phil is more than 125 years old thanks to the magical punch he imbibes every summer. Uh, so they probably just do like if you know he passes away, they probably just get another groundhog that looks kind of like him. I mean, how many people are interacting with this groundhog on a regular basis rather than, you know, besides to feed it and take care of it, but, like, how many of the townspeople know when they replace the groundhog? Is there, are there signs? I need answers. Um, groundhogs spend the winter hibernating in their burrows, significantly reducing their metabolic rate and body temperatures. By February, they can lose as much as half their weight. When they're out and about, the bristly rodents eat succulent plants, wild berries, and insects, and they don't mind helping themselves to garden vegetables or agricultural crops. And that is all this article has to say about the history of Groundhog Day. And that's cute. I think that's adorable. I love, love it. So, as I said earlier, I would really like to talk about some famous groundhogs, um, because as I was kind of researching this, I thought it would be fun to look at uh, groundhogs from the, are all over the United States, or weather-predicting animals, um, which is another fun list. That could be interesting. Uh, so, I have a list here of at least six other groundhogs. Um, and they are, it just talks about them a little bit, but it's so, I mean, it's just fascinating. Uh, this article comes from AccuWeather, which makes sense. So here we go. Punxsutawney Phil isn't the only famous groundhog. At least six other states have their own weather prognosticators. Um, as Phil has grown in popularity over the years, so too has the sage advice of Freddy, Jimmy, and Chuck. Other groundhogs who have started popping up with their own predictions. Although this year, one beloved woodchuck will be missed. Alright. So many people across the globe are familiar with Pennsylvania's Punxsutawney Pung Phil. As the main furry weather uh, predicting critter each Groundhog Day, which falls on fe February second. However, Phil, whose full name whose full name is Punxsutawney Phil, seer of seers, sage of sages, prognosticator of prognosticators, and weather prophet extraordinaire, and he isn't the only notable groundhog whose shadow, or lack thereof, can predict an early spring or an extended winter. There are quite a few other notable weather prognosticating woodchucks out there, hailing from Illinois to Wisconsin to Atlanta, including the groundhog's blue. So we got the first picture, and it's so cute. <laughs> groundhog wearing a top hat that's adorable so his name is milltown mel and he's from new jersey for years milltown mel in new jersey has been one of the many groundhogs following in the footsteps of punk punk sutani film 
In a strange turn of events, however, Mel unexpectedly passed away shortly before Groundhog Day 2022, and his handlers were forced to cancel the borough's annual ceremony. That's so sad. Rip Milltown Mel. Now his wranglers are asking for, or asking who is going to be the new Mel. But after much effort, the group announced on Sunday, January 29th, that it was unable to have a groundhog available for this year's 2023 festivities. Well, I hope they found one in, for, for this year, for 2024. Um, that's sad. They lost their groundhog. Uh, Mel lived on the property of a funeral home in a small community near New, New Brunswick. The former owner, former owners of the property said that they were inspired to start a Groundhog Day celebration in New Jersey after a visit to Punxsutawney in the 1990s, according to Fox, Fox News, maybe? I don't know. It says Fox 5 something. Anyway. But Mel wasn't the only progn- Mel wasn't the only prognosticating groundhog in Jersey. There's also our next groundhog, Essex Ed. So he's really cute too. He's got little, little teeth. The picture shows his little teeth. He's so adorable. Um, let's see. Okay, there's that's just a description of the picture. Um, Essex Ed, this is great, mentored under Punxsutawney Phil, but his predictions are his own, according to Essex County Turtleback Zoo Director of Guest Services, Caitlin Sharp. New Jersey weather is not always in line with Pennsylvania's, after all, and Ed could easily see his shadow while Bill does not, or vice versa. Since the mid-2000s, Ed has also made predictions about which team will win the Super Bowl, adding a fun twist to the Groundhog Day tradition. He's much better at predicting the weather than football, but in his defense, he hibernates through most of the sports season. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. All right, and then uh, after after Essex Ed, we've got uh, Chattanooga Chuck from Tennessee. Sounds like I'm like announcing a groundhog pageant. Um, anyway, uh, the Tennessee Aquarium has its own chief seasonal forecaster known as Chattanooga Chuck. Chuck has made the made Groundhog Day predictions at the aquarium since February second, two thousand and ten. Although the animal was acquired from a licensed wildlife breeder in Pennsylvania, Chuck has no relation to Punxsutawney Phil, according to Tom Benson, the Tennessee Aquarium's Director of External Affairs. Just as crowds await Phil's prediction each year at Gobbler's Knob, if Chuck sees his shadow on February 2nd, there will be six more weeks of winter. If not, an early spring is expected. Our next one is French Creek Freddy. From West Virginia, uh, the, the West Virginia Wildlife Center in French Creek, West Virginia, has hosted its annual Groundhog Day Festival for more than 40 years. 
The center, center's resident weather-predicting groundhog is French Creek Freddy, who, just like Bill, is summoned from his den every February 2nd. His prediction of an early spring or longer winter also depends on whether he spots his shadow. French Creek Freddy's festival includes fun activities for attendees, including a woodchucking contest and a performance of a theme song written just for Freddy. He has his own theme song. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to listen to that later. That's cute. All right, um, Staten Island Chuck, as uh, was mentioned before. Um, this groundhog's predi predictions usually mirror Phil's each year. At the Staten Island Zoo, school children and elected officials usually cheer on Chuck as a curtain is pulled back at a glass enclosure containing the groundhog. That was very quick. Um, let's see. Miss G, Massachusetts. This is our first female one, I believe. Um, let's see. Miss G, the official groundhog of the Commonwealth of, the, of Massachusetts, returned to the Mass. Oh God, Mass Audubon's Drumlin Farm Wildlife Sanctuary in 2022 to search for her shadow in Lincoln, Massachusetts to make her annual prognostication for when spring will arrive. Aww. Then we have Jimmy the Groundhog from Wisconsin. Okay, um, so we got Jimmy. Residents of Sun Prairie, Wisconsin have proclaimed the city as the groundhog capital of the world for more than 50 years, according to the city's website. Their weather prognosticator, Jimmy the Groundhog, who makes predictions of how much longer residents will have to endure wintry weather based on his shadow's appearance each Groundhog Day. Sun Prairie's Groundhog Day tradition begins in 1948 when Wisconsin artist Ira Bennett and his son created a series of postcards featuring different locations across the state and holidays observed throughout the year. Can I get a set of those postcards? Because that's pretty cool. Uh, this was part of the common commemoration of Wisconsin's centennial year, according to the city of Sun Prairie. Bennett reportedly chose Groundhog Day for Sun Prairie because the groundhog sees his shadow when the sun comes up on the prairie, thus Sun Prairie. Oh, that's nice. Um... Oh, I guess there is another one, but it's weird. Okay. Buckeye Chuck, I think, is our next one. Is it at the... Hold on. Hmm. Buckeye Chuck is a resident of the town of Marion. He has been predicting weather... Whether or not six more weeks of winter is in store since the 1970s, Buckeye Chuck typically hibernates from September to April, but emerges on February 2nd to make his prediction. The Ohio legislator, legislature designated Buckeye Chuck as the state's official groundhog in 1979. Of course, as the average lifespan of a groundhog is six years, it's 
likely that many groundhogs have played a role, had played the role of Buckeye Chuck in the past few decades. And there you have it. We have our weather predicting groundhogs. And this was very interesting. It's kind of cool that there are different places and states and all that that have like um different groundhogs that predict the weather. That's adorable. I'll have to I'll have to look and see if there are other cuz like I know I did an episode on animals who have been elected into office. And there's also official state animals, which is cool. So, um yeah, I'd like to talk talk more about animals. I love talking about animals. I think they're really cool. So, yeah. But uh, thank you for joining me on this little learning adventure for uh, Groundhog Day. And I had a lot of fun. And and if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more from me, uh, please feel free to check out all of my socials and everything. That's all going to be in the uh, description below. And yeah, I appreciate you listening and joining me for some fun. I will see you next time.